once again for two wrestling fans to talk about wrestling matches from a guy who writes for the Wrestling Observer and we're observing that Wrestling Observer's matches that that wrestling fan has given five stars or higher and that wrestling fan is the bane of many a wrestling fan but are loved by other wrestling fans and this is the author of Confessions of a Smart Wrestling Fan, Lorca Mullen introducing you to this episode of Let Me Tell You Something with his wrestling fan friend and co-host Simon Cross. So, wrestling fans. <laughs> I lost the, count of how many times you did that. Well, we've got to cram, you know, we've got to make this one last long, Si, so I've tried to lengthen this out, because we're talking about, I think, the longest match we've covered so far? Yes, yes. I'm almost certain it is. And it's a return match that we've seen twice before, I think, already. As, once again, the four pillars of heaven of all Japan, Dave Meltzer may be his favourite combination of wrestlers of all time, battle it out for the All Japan World Tag Team titles. It's our first five-star match of 1995 in January of that year, and it's Mitsuharu Masawa and Kenta Kabashi defending their titles against the Holy Demon Army of Toshiaki Kawada and Akira Tawe. Simon, you've given one of these matches before five stars. I think you ranked it second in the previous debrief episode, uh, series. We've got our fourth one coming up shortly. So you're a fan of this particular combination. Oh, well, I, Sorry, go on. I know I am. As I say, it's, uh, I, as uh, fans of our early episodes will know, I love the uh, the Jumbo's Army six-man tag matches. This, this is a... Almost a more streamlined version, and it doesn't even have my uh, my eponymous shit house mm. uh, Fushi in. So, but you did give you did give their 1993 uh, World Strongest Tag League final five stars, uh, which was just Misawa Kabashi, Kawada Tawe, and that did. Uh, oh no, it didn't. Did it overtake your? Was it your new number one last time, or did you keep the All Japan Six Man Tag in there? I no no no. My, I'm fairly sure. I'll have to double check. Changed it. Well, you clearly cared a lot about that list. <laughs> no, I care a lot about that list. It's just I have other things on. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, it's fair to say you must have been excited to watch this, and it was even longer than the previous ones. Did increased length lead to increased <clears throat> enjoyment for you, Simon? You're There's, a smart house. The, well, I merely asked a question, <clears throat> and it is your mind that interpreted it thus. And your emphasis on certain words, that was entirely accidental, wasn't it? My emphasis is a bit inconsistent. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, well, we can do that, what you will. <laughs> oh, God, that's weird. <laughs> Well, uh, a shorter version of this mm. is currently uh, number two, two in my all-time top ten. Um, so maybe it's not the size, it's what you do with it. But to answer the question, I fear... Oh, God, this is going to sound really bad. 
there's no way around this. I fear entry matches more than like look forward to them because mm. you. I don't know. There's just something about seeing a, oh, a 60 minute match and you just think, what can you really do to keep my attention for that long? Well, matches do seem to have been getting longer in recent uh, years. Mm. I think um, Dave Meltzer himself points out as much as he loves like all the Kazuchika Okada. IWGP heavyweight matches, at some point he's going to have to have one that doesn't go 30 minutes. Just yeah. because as an audience, you become so expectant of that length that then you you, you kind of sit on your hands for the first 20 minutes. And to be honest... But you could still be at the concession stand, couldn't yeah, you? Yeah, you're kind of sitting on your hands for this match for a fairly long stretch of time. Yeah. I mean, it one of the things that doesn't help when you're watching long matches is knowing it's going to be a long match beforehand. Yeah, like, you see the YouTube time code on it, and you know what's coming. Yeah, and uh, I'll be honest, that I went in to this match going, ugh. Well, there could have been preamble, I, I, and there could have been post-match stuff as well. Yeah. You didn't know for certain. I didn't know for certain. I had a good idea, considering the style of edit uh, video cuts we've had for the YouTube um links we've used mm. and i was a little bit worried as i'm like oh because i really like what i've seen so far am i am i about to go to that you can have too much of a good thing mm. kind of place because it's on for too long it exposes weakness yeah well yeah it's like um i mean we've just have recently released had released probably the biggest movie of all time uh, box office wise, I think by the time this goes out, it will have maybe broken Avatar's record. But Avengers Endgame was three hours, <laughs> and it felt three hours <laughs> for me anyway. Uh, both times I saw it, I could not go the whole time without a, a toilet break. Ooh, really? Mm, yeah. Well, maybe I've just got a weak bladder these days or something like that. No, I think mine was more stubbornness than anything else, but. <laughs> Well, I think also with the second one, it was just I knew what was going to happen, and apart from the like the thirty seconds I missed when I went out the other time, it was like okay, well I know everything that happens, so I know when I can leave and come back. So okay. if I even get an inkling, then I'll just head out. Okay, so this is a segue question. So uh, if you're in it in this into this podcast just for the wrestling and the wrestling alone, mm. congratulations for like your patience. Um, Second time around when you watched Avengers, then did you plan your toilet break? I didn't if... plan it, ah. but when it came, when you know, I was hoping that I wouldn't need to. But when I had the first inkling of, okay, something's going to have to happen at some point, um, I, I left. I knew when there was a moment that was like, okay, well, I don't need to watch this again. Uh, it was a nice little character moment involving Thor, but it wasn't something that I needed to watch again. Okay. Okay, so, I kind of, I kind of thought you'd say that was one of the my things in, in my head that I think you'd have picked. Mm. So that's what that worked. That checks out. The 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 first time I actually had to go just before the final big scenes were going to start happening because I knew it was going to be. I knew I couldn't hold it much longer, and I knew it was going to be at least like half an hour. So I was like, well, I've got to. I've just got to make the move, and I knew that there's at least a little bit of a build up beforehand. So you just go. When you kind of see an opening, and I do you think, and I timed it pretty much perfectly. Do you think bringing it back to uh, wrestling and entertainment in general, of which wrestling is a part, do you think knowing you're going to be 
sat there for a while and maybe not being in the best position of comfort because in the case of a card that you've already watched free some plus hours of wrestling maybe you've had a toilet break but you've also had concessions mm. it's also hot you're surrounded by other like loads of other wrestling fans and yes some buildings are air-conditioned but let's face it it's a big crowd like you know it's awkward it's fussy yeah, I, maybe I, this is speaking to more to me not like yeah crowd, I, do, but... I do wonder like if i ever do go to a live <laughs> wrestlemania I'm assuming the show's not going to get much shorter than what it was at this point, which is seven it, that, hours. That was when I... And, when they I... Don't have, and they don't have, like, you watch... It's funny when you watch LWF pay-per-views. There's that 15-minute period where it's just Mean Gene passing to Sean Mooney, who passes to Mean Gene, who passes... And you're not conscious of it when you're a kid, but you realise, oh, that's because they put in an interval for the yeah. live crowd to stretch their legs, go for a piss, get some refreshments, or whatever. And that was when those shows were only three hours long, <laughs> you know. Whereas they don't offer that anymore. Oh, um, I think I I remember when I did go to uh, WrestleMania um, thirty two. I I used the Andre the Giant Memorial as as a giant piss yeah, break. A Battle Royal is probably a good choice. Yeah, because I remember getting back to my seat and one of my friends going, "You just miss Shaquille O'Neal." I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. I like. Just... Well, the harsh thing was that it used to be the women's match that was seen as the piss break match, wasn't it? Like, literally, yeah. people would refer to it as, well, this is the piss break match, isn't it? Yeah. But that was, I think that was one of the matches with the best builds going into 32. Certainly the best match, on one of the yeah. best matches on the card. Well, yeah. and, and Not that I'm bitter or out. But... No. But fortunately, in this day and age of YouTube and whatnot, uh, we can pause. And... <laughs> And go off and have our piss breaks or whatever. I don't think I, I think I did in this match. I think I did a pause. I don't know if it was for a piss break. Might have been just to get some out of the fridge. But um, but do you think that leads to that's an element that's oh, harbored, gro- led to growth of fan entitlement? The fact that con- our entertainment is at our beck, literally at our beck and call. We can pause, rewind. Uh, stuff we've missed. Yeah, but I'm sure we, we appreciate that that's not the case in a live environment. We still know the difference. That's like that's like a, like the people say, oh, are you desensitized to violence when you watch it in a movie? And I'm like, people know the difference between seeing someone getting their head cut off in a movie and like seeing someone get their head cut off in real life. Okay, so yeah. People know the difference. Like they know that if I go, to, I know if I go to a live event involving Kazuchika Okada, I know I can't pause. I can't go, uh, Kazu, uh, just give us a sec, please, mate. <laughs> Uh, Hold fire on those rainmakers for ten, yeah. yeah More yeah. for a shit. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting to come back to this. Let's let's talk about because I think sometimes we can make the mistake in wrestling, in particular, that because a match goes long, sometimes people feel like that means it has to be good. And the I mean, there's some wrestlers that are very guilty of that. Triple H being a prime example of a man who seems to insist. A WrestleMania of his matches going 25, 30 minutes when some of them really don't need to go that long and it just sucks the energy out of the audience half the time. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of like NXT matches, main event matches, the Johnny Gargano ones, which we will cover a few of in this one, a lot of them go, when he's in the main event, they go over 30 minutes. Uh, I think that the, the trip two out of three falls with Adam Cole goes like 40 I think most of the ones he's had with Tommaso Ciampa go over 30. Yeah, it's um, Elmas matches. Mm. 
over half an hour as well. I'm sure it is. Yeah, and uh, at this time in all Japan, they're starting to have these matches go longer and longer to this sort of nadir. Not, well, I don't nadir is probably the wrong word, but this like final point of it going to 60. Now, of course, wrestling culturally back in the Luthez days will go 60 minutes a long a lot of the time Ric Flair will, will famously is having 60 minute matches well a lot of the Wyndham matches and the Steamboat matches well, yes. none of those are short ones that we've yeah, talked well, about it's, it's the Wyndham match in particular I kind of refer to and as well uh, the, the 2 out of 3 falls Ricky Steamboat match which goes 50 minutes plus they <laughs> are wrestled at a different pace especially the first Ric Flair Barry Wyndham match the, the mat portion is a lot longer a lot slower the key spots that you you remember are, are spaced out, whereas then when they have the follow-up match, our favourite match of the three, uh, on the Worldwide Wrestling TV match, about a year later, a year and a bit later, it's so quicker. I mean, they go 35 or so, which is still long, but because it's less of 20 minutes, they're able to put it together more. And that just makes you wonder, like, do sometimes we give high ratings to long matches? Almost as a reward for going that long. You mean like um, applauding the athletic endeavour? Yeah, yeah. Because like I think like probably the one of the most divisive matches in wrestling is the Bret Hart Shawn Michaels Iron Man match, mm. where some people think it's a masterpiece. Like I think Kurt Angle listed it as his favourite match of all time. Bret Hart thinks it's one of his great matches. Um, I think it was like voted match of the year in Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I don't know they're voting for those sort of things. Uh, <laughs> can be suspect. Whereas for other people, it's just boring. And if there were some people that said they found a lot of this match boring, I think that'd be extreme. But I'll come right out now and say it's my least favourite of the three they've had so far. Yeah, it was a real title of two halves for me, in a sense, because the, the way they structured the first, let's call it stanza, mm. Uh, of this match was very slow and very sluggish, and, and it kind of it, 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 it precedes itself. You're thinking, oh, they're going to go long. Yeah, yeah. It like, well, again, I sort of had that seed planted in my head by knowing the time of the match prior. Well, you but... kind of understand the language of wrestling. Like, if they're holding that headlock and that headlock's being held for a while, you're like, okay. I don't know if there are like long held headlocks in this, but like in the Barry Windham Ric Flair match, like. You know how they work a headlock in in the fifty five minute match is very different to how they work the headlock in the thirty five minute match. Yeah, yeah, you've got to um, rest for a start. You've got to like save your energy for later on. You've got to put those subtle nuances in mm. that carry a fifty five minute story. Because from a storytelling, like, let, let's let's park the athleticism mm. to tell a story that long with your body is quite difficult. Well, this is why this is increasingly why I'm coming to love the All Japan Six Man formula because remember the match that we adore, that second six man tag, that's only like five minutes shorter than this. Yeah. But the pace that they're able to keep up with just those two extra people involved makes all the difference, doesn't it? Yeah. And you do Whereas get a bit of the variation. Four, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. let's look at the extra two people you you had. Well. Well. Well, there's a couple of moving parts here, but let's we act, we we got one of my favourites, well possibly my favourite new newly discovered wrestler that I didn't know too much about, the shit house, 
uh, Masanobu Fushi. Well, I think also, I thought you were a pretty huge fan of Saruta as well from this. And, and Jumbo, yeah. Well, that's it. Jumbo's just a big, hard-hitting dude. And whilst Kenta is a big dude, he's like that. He's very much in the, the six-man stage. He's a young lion as well. Well, well so he's, he's got... taken the role of the big dude in this one, but it's not the big dude yeah. who's also the grizzled veteran who's like the, the king of the king of the hill that's trying to not be knocked off well this is now it's the, it's the battle of equals it's not got that kind of maybe more emotionally involving thing of that generational conflict that you had yeah with that one this is just the four best in the world maybe fighting yet again whereas in those six-man tags it was still a relatively fresh thing mm. whereas this is a return to what we, we already know well because we've seen it both in six mag and con- six man and conventional tag matches but yeah, one of the one of the notes i made about this was like the first near fall when kira Tawe hits kabashi with a charging lariat comes at like the 40 minute mark and then they kind of do your standard finishing straight yeah. big moves both teams getting their advantages at various points but it's like well you could have just had 15 to 20 minutes of build-up that covers the same stuff that you covered in 40 minutes plus the 15 to 20 minutes of the finish and it's a better match but what you could say about the length in this is that it just tells the story that they're so familiar yeah uh with themselves that it, I... it go it goes from checkers to chess do you know yeah. what i mean it's, it's not simple strategy you've, you've got more breadth and width and depth to their conflict but i wonder is that the reason they're telling this story or is the reason they're telling this story because they don't want to hurt tawai by and kawada by having them lose again to masara and kabashi but they also obviously don't want to put the titles on them that's a good counterpoint and then the only thing you can do now because double count outs and double disqualifications are a thing of the past is, is they have to work that that time broadway because it. it's not because it's not a world's strongest tag league match which has a 30 minute time limit they're going the whole 60. The 60. Yeah. That's true. Maybe, as so I say, maybe I'm... themselves uh, into a booking corner there. Yeah, maybe I'm pinning a narrative onto it mm-hmm. rather than that being the story that was actually well, being told. maybe they're trying to create a narrative like that because their hand's been forced. I always wonder... I always expected them... Half expected them to have Punk and John Cena go to a 60-minute draw at some point whilst Punk was champ. It would have had to have been an Iron Man match, though. Obviously, well, no. I think I think I thought that would have been the more daring thing because I don't actually. I think I've said this before. I don't like the Iron Man match as a format particularly because, like this, it's all about the finishing straight. So it's yeah. just sometimes up to fifty minutes of just uh, what you know, and and I think that genuinely affected the Seth Rollins Dolph Ziggler version of that match, even though that was only half an hour. Yeah, and had a weird structure as well, and also like the, the way the falls. Yeah, yeah, but that could have like, that can happen with any format of match. For me, my favorite sixty-minute Iron Man match is Triple H and The Rock at Judgment Day, which I went in expecting to be a shit show, because mm. I couldn't believe that two guys that big would have the cardio ability to go sixty, because their matches didn't really even go thirty back then. Yeah, and that was maybe well, one of the that was maybe one of Triple H's greatest achievements in his greatest year and the WWE's greatest year in my humble opinion that just happened to be at the time when I was young and full of passion it's weird that isn't it how that happens <laughs> it all lines up yeah. I um 
Oh, I can't. If I had to pick a favourite Iron Man match, the one that sticks out in my head, Sasha Banks I think maybe Batman. because yes, yeah, uh, mainly because I love the pre. But I don't know if I can count thirty-minute Iron Man matches. Well, that's really, what it is. A, that's what the stipulation was. A really, you good, know? Th- a really good thirty-minute Iron Man match as well is uh, Ricky Steamboat and Rick Rude at mm. uh, Beach Blast '92, I believe it was. But I feel like an Iron Man match needs to go sixty personally. Now, is that because matches have got longer throughout? No, no because the whole point of the Iron Man is its extraordinary length, and. Even back in the 90s and 80s, a match going 30 minutes wasn't extraordinary. It was slightly longer than they usually are. But, you know, we just come from the Bret Hart-Owen Hart cage match, and that went over 30. True. So how can you have an Iron Man match, which is all about endurance, when you've literally had matches that have gone longer than that? I think with that there, again, I'm, I'm, I'm putting words in other people's mouths, but I'm playing devil's advocate. So with the Iron Man as a concept... It's more the fact that you are in a, with thirty minutes. We could argue because it's so condensed, and because people are going to try and finish things so quickly, you've got to survive more. Think like a um, type of boxing where a round didn't end until someone scored a knockdown, mm. and that would be what a thirty man, a thirty minute Iron Man match is like in terms of like strategy. Do you get where I'm coming from uh, there? Yeah, but I don't agree with that analogy particularly. Um, <laughs> uh, I just I don't want to I don't want to go too negative, and I'm, I'm worried I'm going negative on this match because when it does go into those final twenty minutes, it's really exciting. Yeah, I just wish it had been twenty minutes beforehand, not forty. But it's yeah. a lot the same. It's a lot the same, and, and these teams knowing what to do, their timing's perfect. There's mo- the, the double submission spots. The the knocking your partner off the apron, the building. They're really, yeah. I was surprised because early on, Masawa sells his shoulder, and I thought that was going to be a factor in the whole match, and it isn't really brought up again. Mm. All four men have their moment in peril. Uh, uh, Kabashi's is selling his on point in this match. I thought you were going to say he's selling his ass off, and I would have gone, actually, is it's knee. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, he. he He's just getting better and better each time. Obviously, he would, but he it's incredible to, be, to see his development. At this point, he seems to be presented as their equal. He's not yeah. the, the the not even the weak link, but the least strong link. Now it seems like you know. Although uh, interestingly, his moonsault is kicked out of this time. Tower yeah. kicks out of the moonsault when he hits it. Uh, yeah. Tower look like, again. Tower in this match. Seems to like there seems to be growth all round mm. from everyone, and maybe this sounds a little bit fanboy, except Masawa, who just seems to be already at that level of just. Well, it seems like people have reached Masawa's level now. Yeah, like they're, they're they're improving and they're actually finally able to reach. Yeah, like I said, that... like the thing that put me off the one that you listed in your top ten was it seemed like Masawa was just on this whole other level, but like you know we've just come from the big epic Kawada Masawa six star match. That yeah. also went like 39, 40, 45 minutes. And they crammed a lot in there as well. But it was a different kind of story. And, and they didn't have tag partners as well. Yeah. But then it, I guess maybe there's an understanding that maybe the pace can be a bit slower then. Because there's less moving parts. Yeah. So 
yeah. because we've sort of this is sort of a hybrid. We've talked about the match in passing, but more about length. Well, I mean, the things that we keep talking about how great they are, which are the strategy, the psychology, although, like I said, I, I expected more to be done with the shoulder, the athleticism, the variety of the abilities with these guys, the cool spots, the snugness of the hits. Not that much head-dropping again, I was happy to say. There's one mm. bit, I think Kawada nails a backdrop driver on um, Kabashi at one point, but the head-dropping isn't there, really. Yeah. Apart from that one spot. Yeah, and you know what? In an hour-long match, there's going to be a bit of sloppy. But just everything I've said I love about them, they do. You know, yeah. Kawada does these great occasional crumbling to the mats, sell jobs from from being hit by something by Masawa. Tawe does his thing. Kabashi does his fire it up. That was one thing I was interested in, actually, because like, it is interesting when you watch Masawa against Kabashi. When, when Kabashi gets hit with something and he's firing back, he does that clenched fist scream... To, to get yeah. the crowd on his side, whereas Masawa doesn't do that. He just has that kind of his he sort of scowls slightly and gets right into it. Yeah. It's interesting how he doesn't play up to the crowd like Kabashi does, and yet he he's the one that the fans worship. I, I, I've, I've you think said Kibashi's it before. Needy? <laughs> no, I've said it before, but there's sort of a relatable normalness to Masawa. Mm. Like I said it. I can't remember what what episode it was, but I said Masara just looks like someone who sells insurance. Yeah. Well, like I said, I've always compared him to Bret Hart. He's got that kind of everyman, Gary Cooper quality. Yeah. Like decency. You know, he seems like a decent... Yeah. Straight down the line. No nonsense. No arrogance behind it. But he also... But both him and Bret simultaneously look like athletes but don't look like athletes if that makes sense well they don't look like mega athletes they look like they look like a i always say like how roger black never had like some ripped physique he just was a thin bloke who ran yeah whereas you look at like olympic sprinters it's weird the difference just between a a 400 meter runner and a 100 meter runner (laughs) is is so visibly different yeah i mean it's like um but then, you, but there are just some like, though, that are blessed that win the genetic well, lottery. Well, they're in good shape for athletic requirements. They're not yeah. pushing their body to its possible. You know, they're not trying to be like a masterpiece, like Chris yeah. Masters or something like that. Yeah, but maybe their genetics function, mean they don't. They're functionally in shape. Yeah, but and that's the point. Maybe the genetics mean they don't need to have that like, stacked physique. It's like the difference between Lionel Messi being the way that he is because he's an athlete. And Cristiano Ronaldo being the way he is because he's an extremely vain man who likes to parade around in his pants. Well, Messi's an athlete. Ronaldo's a super athlete. But it, but no, but you know where I'm coming from. Yeah. Messi's an athlete because he likes to play football and that's a requirement. Ronaldo looks like he does because he wants to look a certain way. Messi, Messi looks like he does because he wants to be a footballer. No, no, no. I don't, I don't buy that analogy. Um... Messi, I don't see, I don't see Messi, Messi ripping his shirt off when the team have scored their fourth goal and he's scored the first one of his goals, which doesn't actually make a difference, but wants people to believe he's just won the Champions League for them. Granted, I take your point there, but the re- the primary reason Ronaldo focuses so much focuses so much on athleticism is because athleticism is a big factor in his. Athleticism co- doesn't require you to have a twelve pack. I know, but it's a bigger factor in his game than it is in Messi's game. But that's Messi's... Ronaldo's game is about taking his shirt off as much as it is about winning football matches. 
I disagree with that sentiment. You don't need a 12-pack to win a football match. But to become... And like, like to become the best to accentuate well, his it, natural put ability. Way, put it another way. Akin Fenway looks the way he does because he's into bodybuilding. Yeah, but that's not necessarily because, purely because he, he's in the right necessary shape to be a football. It's kind of like how it's actually it's funny. It's like how you, when you look at footballers and you see them go into retirement, you look at the ones who actually want to be that stay trim, and then you look at your, you know, your Steve Bruce's. God bless him. <laughs> um, Gary Neville. It seems like Gary Neville didn't particularly keep up the training regimen post retirement compared to Jamie Carragher. Well, yeah. Well. Anyway, we've we've shifted far off again. Yeah. Um, but again, I guess it's because it, it feels like we should stay a lot. But I don't know that I have a lot to say about this match. As weird as it sounds. Do you reckon we're just trying to make it longer for the sake of it? Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. I think we feel like we have to make it long. But I think we just... Well, actually, it is a relatively long episode. So let's wrap it up. Uh, oh, this Again, I just want to make it clear. I really like this match. I just wish it was a 40-35. If it was... If it did everything that it did within 35 to 40 minutes, I'd love it every bit as much as I love the other two. Masawa Kawada, uh, Kabashi, Tawei. Swap those two around. Um, matches. It's it's my third favorite of the three that we've covered. I and I'm not giving it five stars. I flip flopped a couple of ways on this one. Uh, I started off no. Uh, towards the end, there was a brief dalliance with yes. Um, but on reflection, it's a no. Mm. I think the brief dalliance was because. When the gear changed, I really did like the way that brought me in. Mm. But I think the fact that I wasn't bought in from the start, and it's like, oh, I've just sat through all of this to yeah. get like this nugget. Yeah, it's like maybe if like you well, know those matches we've reviewed in part um, because we've only got available, only had clips available of them. Yeah. In a sick way, I kind of wish this was one of them. And we just saw the last twenty minutes because we'd be having a, like, we'd probably have a more energized conversation about mm-hmm. it. Well, yeah, well, it's that funny thing, isn't it? How a movie ends can so often paint whether you think ultimately positive or negative things about a film. Yeah, and like how well, Avengers Endgame, Avengers Endgame, the way that that ends, yeah, it's just an emotional roller coaster. But then, like, I think, I think a lot of people over time will, especially with like the whole time travel thing. Spoiler warning if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, but. Fuck off! By the time we've released this, <laughs> uh, yeah, to be fair, yeah, Lorcan's right. If if you've not yeah. seen it by the time this comes well, out, you've, one, you've hitched your horse to your wagon. One of the ones I, I always like to bring up is um, Danny Boyle's Sunshine. I think that was what mm. it was called. First two thirds of that is amazing. Genuinely, like, might have like if it had kept up the quality that it had been for the first two thirds, I might have given it like a nine or a ten out of ten. But the bloody revelation when they finally get on the previous ship that tried to go to the sun and what the film becomes after that pissed me off so much that I left with a really bad taste in my mouth um and that wasn't because of like the gone off popcorn um I've never eaten popcorn in my life it that does hold no appeal to me whatsoever. I don't, uh, think technically, wh- I don't think it technically constitutes as food apparently that's why the cinemas sell them like, it has literally no nutritional value to it whatsoever. I don't know. Anyway, that's another You've thing. never eaten popcorn? Never. Well, I might have eaten a popped corn, 
but I don't like. I've never had. Oh, a... Okay, so you've never gone out. You've never bought popcorn. No, I've had popcorn handed to me as a young person, and maybe also tried it again as a young adult. Okay. Both times didn't care for it. Same with bananas. Never care for a banana every time I've tried it. Bananas are vile. I don't get why people like them. Um, but anyway, talking about length. Um, this is this is the end of our episode now. Um, but that's what I mean. Like this was because it had a good finish. I get where you were coming from that you might have given it five stars because you're thinking of other all these other great all Japan matches that have the same sort of awesome finish. Yeah. But just the stretching out, the what necessitates them to wrestle this kind of match. And I'll be very curious because. From what I recall, the pace that Omega and Okada set in their 60-minute-plus matches can kind of put this to shame, potentially, in retrospect. So it might be interesting to try and bring this up again if we remember to, because that's well into the future. <laughs> but the next time that people listen to us, it will be another match involving Masara and Kabashi as they make their next defense of the All Japan Tag Team titles. But this time, it's the invading Gaijin army of Dr. Death Steve Williams, who we've seen once before, and... Johnny Ace. Really thought you were going to do the voice then. Johnny Ace. There we go. Um, My name is Johnny Ace, and he is one of the top guys in all Japan pro wrestling. But now, we'll, we'll I'm just going to put a little bit of a, a tiny little bit of a spoiler mm. for our next episode. In um, I had only seen Johnny Ace first as the Mister People Power. Yeah. So Don't I will warn to make clear. Yeah. I will warn our listeners that a large portion of the match in the back of my head I'm like who the hell is this guy? Why does he look so different? What this is weird. All of that just screaming going on in my head throughout watching this. Well, in the time in between if they want to talk to you about it, what can they do, Simon? Uh they can get in touch with me on Twitter where I'm so known as Simon Cross Free. Uh free um, out of ten, one being the brightest and ten being the dullest, being the uh, shade of blonde that John Laurinaitis's hair is in the next episode, <laughs> and three also for the amount of times we've talked about the specific tag match with the guys we were discussing today as well. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to do one just about another episode. That's a dick move. Well, you should have saved that for that episode, but that's your mistake. And you can't I'll be alright. My name is Lorcan Munnless, L O R C A N M U L L A for All Japan, N for New Japan. If you put an at gmail.com at the end of it, that's my email address. If you get in touch with me via Facebook, Letterboxd, Instagram, all those things, that's what you should be looking for. But until our next match, like we've said, my name is Lorcan Mullen. I'm Simon Cross. Thank you for letting us tell you something. Have a five star time. Until the next time. Stay alive.